Welcome to the T-Hud Podcast, the Blade Runner 2049 special. I'm Moby. I'm Leland. And I'm Marty. And the other two are almost ready to fall asleep. We are recording quite late at night, uh, but we wanted to do this immediately after seeing Blade Runner 2049, which I was jacked for, and the others were... Yeah, you left the seat all sticky. <laughs> hey, hey, that was the hormone monster. <laughs> he does what he does. Very excited. I mean, I'm jacked because I'm a huge Blade Runner fan as... Uh, I was about to say everybody knows, but our one listener knows, <laughs> um, and we've already gone over that, so that was good. But uh, one thing that's interesting here um, that is not like some of our other podcasts is we're really going into this not sure what everyone else thinks. I think the other two can pretty much assume what I would think, sure, but uh, yeah. I have no friggin' clue what you guys think. Yeah, we literally... Step have, the amount of time we've had to think is the drive from the theater back to my place to record. That's like that's as much time as we've had to compose our own th- even our own thoughts about the movie, let alone figure out what other what each other thought. And Go frankly, ahead. I didn't have time to think. Out my thoughts were food, 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 coffee, coffee, coffee. So agreed, agreed. Uh, I was the only one who drove straight to our little studio, and uh, I must confess, no joke, I was thinking too much, and I started to cross the center line multiple times, <laughs> and then I decided I would park before I started to think. Were you thinking last time you drove me when you did the exact same thing? Uh, because maybe yeah. you should stop thinking. Okay, maybe I, well, I, I spend most of my days not thinking, so... Safer that way. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) it. For public safety, Moby will not think. Uh, But let's start here. I just want to hear your general thoughts. Do I even start with you, Leland? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or should we start with Marty? Whatever you want, You know what? I want to go safe. I I play in easy mode, and I want to go safe mode. So let's start with Marty. General thoughts. General thoughts. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was much better than the first film. That just had no impact on me really whatsoever. I like the callbacks. They were enough of a callback that I made reference to the first film and tied up a lot of loose ends that um, I had some interest in. But in general, I didn't go in really with any anticipation whatsoever because I didn't care about the first one that much. It was okay. This one was really cool. Ryan Gosling was great in it. Harrison Ford was great in it. And uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of on the top of my head that really uh, stands out as bugging me was it was a bit long. Uh, maybe dragged a little bit in the middle, but uh, we can dive into that some more. Uh, Leland, I, I, when we walked out, I, I didn't know what to think. Like I was like, did I like it? Did I hate it? I don't know. Uh, it was it was too fucking long. I I don't want to say that it dragged, but a, a lot of scenes were like like a few seconds just too long like just let's move it along uh, I don't and um, that's like dragging though that's I guess like, yeah. I guess but like uh, it's not like as severe a feeling as right. like I wasn't I wasn't bored because the world is is really it, it, it comes through so richly in this movie um, just from the cinematography and and uh, even just the 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 scenes in which you see the actors in around the world, you get the sense of exactly how the world actually functions too. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, 
typical T.I. podcast, like full spoilers for this for the movie, right? Like we're not going to avoid spoilers, are we? No, 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 absolutely no. not. Okay, this is going to air like in like a week, anyways. So yeah, you have lots of you time. got lots of time to see the movie before you listen. No excuses. But like one thing that really stood up for me in in being shown how the world works as opposed to being told is when at the very near uh, beginning of the movie. You see Ryan Gosling's character flying in his car over the little dam thing, and you see it um, push shooting out like the the shoots of, of water. So it's not constant, but you see that it's like it's just like a turning a faucet on for five seconds, let off, on, off, on, off, and then you see and you, so you see that from uh, a wide, far away angle from from like. 150 feet up in the air and then at the end of the movie near the climax you're right down underneath those shoots of water and as this as the scene is playing out and the way just the physicality of the scene you you see the impact of exact you know exactly why it's being shot the way it's being shot because you already see you've seen how these this damn system works like that really stood out for me that i thought that was really cool yeah, that's a good example of it. Totally. Um, I think the whole film had a lot of that show rather than tell, yeah, which yeah. is really cool. They did a and really they did a great job, job of that. Yeah. I mean, the special effects and also just the technology. I guess the issue with the first Blade Runner to me is watching it 30 years after it came out. It doesn't really hold up because the, the, just the technology of the filmmaking itself is a bit old. But now because uh, you know we're in 2017, seeing the technology now, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge fan of the movie. I had a number of concerns going in that were mostly allayed. Um, I do, surprisingly or not, to you guys actually have uh, one major criticism and a couple minor criticisms that we'll get into later. Yes, no. it is not perfect. Oh my goodness. I, I did love it. I don't like it, I love it. And mm. what I like about it is I think... Uh, one of the things I'll say right off the bat is it did not go with the traditional soft reboot style a la Star Wars 7, and I think that's more and more common. Terminator's going to do it again. This was its own story. It was a continuation. It stands alone. It does not necessarily exist just to set up another sequel or another trilogy or some bullshit like that. Yeah, totally. And I really like that. I do agree with Leland. It's it's funny. One of my uh, minor criticisms is do you are you guys familiar with Roger Deakins, the cinematographer at all in his no, history? No. He has been nominated for a record 13 Oscars and never won for cinematography. 13 Oscars wow. he's so been nominated. He was fucking a tryhard this movie. He was a tryhard, <laughs> and I think Denis Villeneuve, the director. No, no, no. I'm not laughing because I think you're 100 percent right. Wow. I think I think Denny wow, the director said, you know what, Deakins? You want to turn a five-second shot into an eight-second shot or a 15-second wow. shot, you do it. Honestly, it was – it felt – by the end of the movie, it just felt like he was, like, sitting there, cranking one off to his own work, being like, yeah, yeah, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, yeah. yeah. I could, a little I could, bit louder uh, with the music. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was like – the, the like the music was really good. I really liked the score. You know, uh, yeah, you know what? I actually didn't like the music effects. No. I didn't like the way they punched in like a note or two. I don't know. I, I it didn't do it for me because it's that was one like they did it. They do. They're doing the opposite of what of of show don't tell. They're like 
really punching up this this boom of music at a time that should be exciting. Mm. I thought yeah. I, that, was, that, that was too much for me, th- too. That was actually one of my... Uh, or that was my second minor criticism. Oh. Leland, I cannot believe wow. we are on this wavelength tonight. We totally are. Um, and it's it's interesting you say that because that was kind of the one part of the movie that was, uh, you know, tell, not show, mm-hmm. was the music. It reminded me of in those old, you know, shows like Full House or whatever, 80s shows where they cue laughter and cue yeah, clapping. Yeah, totally. It, it was, was really It was like the that. musical equivalent of a, of a laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Marty, do you agree with that? Or? Yeah, it was kind of like, uh, instead of laugh track, it was like, surprise track. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get ready for intense action. Excitement track. Exc- yeah, excitement track. <laughs> well, you know what? We naturally, uh, because we're downers, we're starting with the negative. So I say let's flesh that out since this was organic. Uh, Leland, any other negatives that you, you thought you saw? <sighs> um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's just every, every character in that movie aside from Ryan Gosling and that other chick replicant where it was a cameo. <laughs> Basically. I, I thought his boss had a somewhat Yeah, okay. Role. But you know what really pissed me off is Batista basically had a cameo. I was really I mean, especially after seeing the little short background thing they did for him, you know, in the lead up in the in the promotion for the movie that we think he put on our Facebook page. Yes. That was really cool. I just wanted to see Batista tool the fuck out of some dudes, but it didn't happen. It's an important role though. I know. Yes, when you, at the end, yeah. by the by the time you've hit the end of the movie, not even halfway through, when they, yeah. you know, when they finally figure out what the hell is going on and why he let himself be killed. Yes, yeah. it really it is an impactful role, and yes, I do understand, but I was still disappointed just because I hear you. I mean, how do you not like because he was so good in those for, those yeah. five minutes? He really, like, yeah. yeah, he really is. And, you know, I thought in the case of. Sapper was his name in the movie, Batista. Mm. I had seen a clip. It was a promotional clip months back of that fight. And I assumed Gosling was going to kill him. But since he was a replicant, I assumed he was going to make a great return halfway or at the end of the movie. Uh Maybe come save them. It didn't happen. Uh, One that I was disappointed is as a a huge fan of the original, I knew Edward James almost was coming back as Graf, and he was just an old fart sitting at an old folks' home in it. That was pointless. It It was was pointless. Super pointless. Exactly. That's exactly. What what information did he actually get from him? Nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. I don't know where Deckard is. that, That legitimately was a cameo. Yeah, that that was. It, it was like, a cameo. Yeah. That was less than a cameo. So there was like five to seven minutes of, you know yeah. what? That five to seven minutes is what pushed pushed me over. Yeah. And about that seven minutes, I thought it would be Yeah, I feel like <laughs> editing-wise, it, it, an extra 15 minutes out of that movie, just, and, and like just little bits, like you're saying, out yeah. of a lot of scenes. Yeah, weird. Um, a little bit less Jared Leto, honestly, in my opinion. His, his role not didn't do it for me. I didn't you understand. <sighs> I don't believe... I don't... I don't feel that he offered anything to that movie. Yeah, I think his, for me, I think his motivations were very hard to discern. It seems like he wants to create some sort of revolution, but is he a replicant himself that's making them? I don't think that's implied. Or, or no. why why is he obsessed with his angels? Like, his motivations yeah. for him to do what he does, so there's nothing there. I did not watch the uh, his little lead-up. Okay. Thing because I fucked Jared Leto. <laughs> Just because like I don't I don't like him. So you I fucked Jared Leto? I yeah, he was he was super bad in bed. He's got so. AIDS, man. <laughs> Didn't you see that Dallas Buyers Club? <laughs> so 
I'm assuming you obviously watched it. Yes. What was that about? Uh, it was interesting. He was just having a conversation with two politicians. He reminds them about how he saved them with synthetic farming, which was cool okay. because in the opening text, it, it tells you that's this. how he got yeah. started. And what it is, is it's a conversation where he's arguing that he should be able to make more replicants. And the politicians uh, are like, no, replicants, uh, you know, they'll rebel or whatnot. And he's like, oh, really? And what he has, I guess, is a the same replicant model of love. Uh, yeah. And he basically gets her to show her eye that he's a replicant. And he's like, will you obey? And she's like, yes. And he's like, well, go kill yourself. And gets her to like slit her wrists right Ooh, in front of them shit. and fall over and That die. seems like something you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think you hit you hit it right there. And it's like, yeah, his motivations were very unclear to me. I mean, and also, why do his, his little robot eyes make noise? They're, yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, that's a stupid thing. But why yeah. are they making noise? Well, we see them. We know they're there. Why do they got to make some stupid noise? I don't know. We don't know how they even propel. You have no idea of the propulsion system. They're not making propulsion noises. They're just flitting around like these stupid little bugs. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I would like to bring up one that I think is an entire flaw for the whole movie. Sure, sure. So, it's set after, obviously, you know, 2049. So, you're, you're, the world in 2049 is as a result of the, the replicants going nuts in 2019, right? Like, and all these, these laws and legislation that they passed to make, to control them and outlaw them, blah, blah, blah. Why then are they still being made to be so human-like? Why do they need to eat? Why do they need to sleep? Why, why, why? When they're they're literally they're just slaves, like they were the first. Why do they still need to be so human-like? Also, how the fuck are people able to tell tell when someone's a skin job? Like they say, like now they're more. Uh, it's easier to tell. See, I wonder about that. I wonder if it's like a replicant database like you mm. know like a registration or something right okay but you're totally right like walking like, down the street like, so were all those prosties replicants too yeah they yeah were, they right? were but they were i think they were good replicants like they were part of that rebellious yes group. yes but okay so then do replicants are they made to emote like what was was gosling's replicant a different model than than the prosty Replicants? What did like, it, I don't understand. What it's, it appeared to me, okay, and this was implied, yeah. this wasn't told, is that they were now able to use memories to guide the emotions of replicants. So that's right. what happened with Gosling. He had a bunch of, you know, implanted yeah. memories to lead sure. him to this point. Okay. So, so yes. that's why they still give them the memories to make them as productive at the work that they're doing as possible? Is that what the idea is? They yeah. Think that's yeah. Happy, that productive, and won't rebel, hopefully. Okay. But but you know, Leland G. But if you give them no feelings, they're not going to rebel. Yeah, I. You know what? I I want to jump in there and say, practically speaking, you're completely right. I mean, with the exception of a sex bot, which you'd want, you know, you don't want to bang an exoskeleton. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, but otherwise, for like war work, you know, just don't have an arm. Like, strap a Gatling gun to it. Have a Terminator exoskeleton go out there. Really? I yeah, mean, you, yeah, you yeah. at least identify. Maybe that was uh, Leto's character's influence then, and that was sure. you know because he's like he's got the market on replicants, right? Mm-hmm. So I, maybe that that's his influence to push him to whatever his end goal happens to be. <laughs> you know, maybe I, yeah. I don't know. That's that like. 
that just like really stood out to me. Like, why? Why are there still human? Life? Why? It's basically like like they wanted problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They set himself up for it. Uh, I liked uh, Love's character. How uh, she cried whenever like she killed somebody or someone was dying, but was like weird. she didn't seem to care though. It was just like an automatic response that she was crying. Now, is that you think because of her memory imprints? I don't know. I noticed like, it. What the fuck? Like she yeah. was legitimately, legitimately psychotic. She yeah. was. Did they gave her <laughs> memories to be psychotic. Like, I don't understand her character either. I don't. You know, she's just a crazy killer robot. It's weird because who's the, got a tear duct leak and needs to have it fixed? <laughs> That's what I got from it. Yeah, <laughs> and the actress did a so did such a good job playing this. She psychotic. was scary. She was scary. She, yeah. she was she scary, was and she was well acted. But it's like, why? Why is she like yeah, this? I love yeah. the scene where she's holding up uh, his boss to like the retinal scanner and just drops her head on the, <laughs> yeah, that was on the table. <laughs> that was good. You know what scene I really giggled at was when he. When he crashed the car and his his um, AI Joy. wife, it's like where, 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 she's like glitching out. Like I, I just made me giggle. For I heard that. I, I don't know why. I heard a Cody laugh. Okay, one thing about that scene. Okay, is they can't hit his fucking car shooting bullets or whatever they were shooting at him, but they can. Hook him with a grappling hook the first shot? The like, blasting the the EMP, which, by the way, somehow doesn't disable the sunroof robot that he immediately yeah. pops out. Okay, so what, what was that? Because he shoots the spike at him, it sticks into the car, it's got a kite behind him. And I think so this the, is the I, future version of flying a kite, right? I think the yeah. kite was like Benjamin Franklin, it caught lightning or something what? on the screen. Yeah, what the heck okay. happened? Two point two gigawatts. Cody. If only yeah. I had five they, more seconds taken from another scene and put into that scene to fully flesh out what exactly yeah, happened. They yeah. call that weapon a Benny. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the scrappers use to take down cars. Uh, yeah, that's good. I love. Oh, I, I don't know why. I just got a satisfaction. The San Diego is the dumbest. Oh of yeah, the world. Or yeah, a few people are laughing in the theater about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know a couple people that would be good managers down there. They're very familiar <laughs> with the area. <laughs> okay, I know before we, you know, finish trashing the movie and actually get into why we so- somewhat like it, uh, I disagree with you guys on the music. I was very disappointed with music, with one exception, which is I love the ambient track during the weird digital threesome. And it was hard for me because I thought that was a great kind of creative sex scene in how the AI overlaps with the other replicant to bang Ryan Gosling. But I just love the background music. And I know nobody else in the theater probably liked it like I did. Yeah. I'm going to download it as soon as I get home. I couldn't even hum a tune. I'm an ambient guy. I did not like the rest of the music. I thought it was very grating. Like it wasn't even music. It was like industrial pulses. Yeah, and totally. Deep You're right base and yeah. it was like this is I, I didn't enjoy it. I liked it for the most part. Uh, I, I do remember the scene you talked about in the music and I liked it as well. Um, and that was a really well done scene. The uh, special effects of having them merged together and having her eyes oh, yeah. and she was the really hair cool. and like that everything with the AI was amazing. They did yeah. such a good job with like her going like, like solid and then translucent yeah, and cool. yeah and she was a really good actress for it too like very yeah. innocent and yeah. So what the hell is the technology behind that now? So it can be, she can be solid sometimes, but falters in and out of the solid state. Are you talking about the sex scene or how no, she's the got AI that stick general. thing? No, they, it's her, her in general. It doesn't matter where she is. 
She, you see her, she's catching some rain sometimes outside. Like, what's, what the hell is the technology behind that? What happens is Kay, Ryan Gosling, gets some sort of stick, like an, a, he buys an upgrade that somehow makes her physical. I don't know the physics of that. So that Explain it to me, that, Marie. That stick was what allowed her to, be, yes. to take some type of solid yes. form? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't just she can now get off of this hologram track. Thing. No, no, no. It, the the stick is where the where she takes holograph form or physical form. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I am. That's what a solid sure. state yes. drive is. That's what's in our water computers. <laughs> no, no, no. I am a hundred percent sure of that. Is what the stick's function is. How come you're so movie? sure of that? I, I didn't get that at all. I just I just I literally thought it was like, oh, great. That, She's but that, got a leash now. He can take her wherever the fuck she. No, no, no. But that was yeah. a, a tell moment. Yeah, though. it was like an upgrade. Yeah, so it's, it's like an upgrade, a, and Gosling gets gives it as her anniversary present. Yeah, I thought it was a leash, too, but then it does seem to give her some sort of physical attributes. Uh, yeah, I guess she, they did start to manifest after they implement the little stick thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But they're, like, very Mickey Mouse. Like, it only works for a second. Well, I mean, I guess you, you can't really sit there and explain every <laughs> bit of technology to the, like, how do they grow it, replicants? It, what, it, where, it might where make is, it even longer than yeah, right? it was. Uh, where is this long <laughs> plastic sheet thing go up to or come down from that these are, these replicants are Why slipping are they onto gooey? a pad? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? It's a very inefficient way to birth an yeah. entire slave culture. You have a giant room with one <laughs> plastic chute. He's made millions out of that chute. And I love though, you know, when they're not growing replicants, that's a yoga studio because it's just got some, it's got some crappy floor mats underneath it. Actually, Leland, I think it's Zumba nowadays. Oh, you're right. In 2049, Zumba. 2049, Zumba is king. Um, Marty, oh, let's man. let's segue into what you did like about the movie. Just hit a shotgun. Okay. Uh, oof. Yeah, I, know, I, think, I thought we started. That's kind of what I, I got a lot of stuff. So. Well, you know what? I I really just like the plot. Honestly, I thought I didn't know Ryan Gosling was going to be a replicant. I read nothing about the movie. Oh, I just assumed he was going to be. Um, because how can you hunt replicants when you're not a replicant? You just get tooled. I just put yeah, two together. But you know, Harrison Ford was also a replicant, so I guess that defeats my. But he mo- all might not have been in the first movie. You don't know, <laughs> and this isn't canon. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. Fine. <laughs> okay, fine. I like I like the story too, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and I kind of like that they subbed like, oh, is Ryan the kid? You know, yeah, that, that, rather, took, that yeah. took the place of, oh, is Deckard a replicant? Yeah, because yeah, it would have been stupid if you were guessing. Oh, it would have been ridiculously yeah. stupid, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that he wasn't the kid. And, yep. and I like the reveal of who was the kid. It made a lot of sense. It really did make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it made sense. You really, you should see it coming because, like, yeah. her emotional reaction to seeing the memory play in his head as he's thinking about it. You're like, wow, okay, yeah. that really makes sense. Like, this is her memory. Yeah, I feel kind of stupid that I didn't pick up on that. Me too. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> duh. Yeah. What I really like about that plot twist, that was actually uh, one of the routes I thought they were going to go with the movie. You know, you see in the trailer him see the incept date and Joy saying, you know, I always knew you were special. And when, you know, he started to piece together, Kay did, Ryan Gosling, that he was the son, we get led along with him, just emotionally like he did. And then we get that kick in the gut when it's, you know, daughter. From his perspective. Exactly. And I thought that was really cool because it kind of organically gave us his point of view. Um, You know what I missed, though? What? Some Ryan Gosling voiceover. (laughs) I really could have used that. I really needed a little bit more of exposition. I love me some exposition. (laughs) <laughs> he he had 
you know, in retrospect, he had a very complicated character, and I agree with Marty that he he did a really good job he, acting. He, he really was good, yeah. I did enjoy his performance, for sure. I thought his death scene was great, too, because I was worried that they were going to try to force another Rutger Hauer-like monologue, and instead they played the same music. They played Rutger Hauer's death oh, really? music. Yes, that, that was his really exact cool. theme. And so he's, of- he's Rooker Hauer's son. Oh, oh okay. There, there. there's Blade Runner twenty fifty three. Instead of tears and rain, it's frostbite and snow. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh. there Rates you go. Itself. Here you go. Please don't make a sequel to this movie. Just, just leave. That was good. That was really good. It, like that was fine. Don't, don't, no more. It was good. It was good. Uh, you know what I thought? Speaking of all the cameos that were worthless, the cameo <laughs> that I liked was having. Rachel there. Uh, it must have been a lookalike. I thought she looked just like 2 to 4% off, so it must have been like a really good lookalike they got. I just assumed they did the CGI thing. It was... It kind of looked like that. If it is CGI, that is damn good CGI, and I will raise a scotch. I assume that's what they did. To Denny Villeneuve. It was was good. It was was clearly fake. Right like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Obviously. It, you know what, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it can't she be moved in a certain way in one of the scenes with her arm yeah. and hand. And to me, it kind of came off as like, yeah. okay, this looks digitized. And, yeah. And like um, just a little bit of dialogue interaction. Like they wrote it so to um, what's the opposite of evoke emotion. So she did not emote. She did not, she did not have not. to. Like her dialogue was specifically so she wouldn't have to emote right like at the very mm-hmm. end when she was like you know she whatever she said like don't you love me anymore or something and like her little bit little tiny tweak on the mouth of, of a frown because that, it's cgi because yeah. if the yeah. right if you try to make it go weird you're gonna get on candy valley and it's gonna look stupid so. right mm-hmm. i thought that effect was but I, that was a cool convincing. scene yeah. i love her eyes were green. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a good segue because I completely agree with Marty. Old man Ford, who has mailed in a bunch of performances the last 15 years or so of his career. I was like, wow, this guy is really trying and he's dialed in for this movie. I, I just thought Ford did a really good dramatic role. Leland, what do you think about that? When you're done chugging your scotch. Yeah, I guess fine. Okay. I mean, whatever. He was fucking Harrison Ford. Okay, well, fucking Harrison Ford has been pretty bad, you know, over the last 15 years. I've seen a lot of his films. Yeah. He was okay as Certainly Han Solo. Certainly was not as cringeworthy as, as Han Solo. It was definitely a better performance than Han Solo. Sure. But the problem with, with, with his performance was, like, I don't, I didn't, like, he could have been anybody. I didn't, just because he looks, he's got Han Solo, he's got Deckard's face, so of course it's Deckard. But, what, I don't know if he was acting like... Deckard? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, of course it's 30 years later and he now, you know, he's a completely different person. He understands what he, he is and he's gone through all this shit. So, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I just felt maybe there was a disconnect and only, it was it was only a disconnect because he was a character brought back, right? He was the main, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was with the series the franchise started with. So, I yeah. just, but, you know, I, he, I thought he was fine. I also think the role itself is kind of a just a subdued role. So That's it's, true. It's, it That's is true. something where I mean, really, to be Deckard again is just to be a person, I guess, because that's Deckard's kind of there's just the way you experience the first film, You're right? 
he's the plot. Uh, he's, like, he's legitimately he is there. The he plot, is essentially. Like, he is an expository character. Exactly. Or he was in the first movie. Yeah. So um, that's one thing where uh, Ryan Gosling stood out a little bit in this one was uh, I, his character definitely seemed a lot more fleshed out and had his own you know big story arc to go through. I I would go so far personally to say that Kay is my my favorite character in the franchise, meaning both films, followed by Rooker Hauer. I mean, I really think on a second viewing, when I understand what Kay's going through, that I will see that as the starring role in the franchise. And I never thought I'd say that about Ryan Gosling in a hard sci-fi film, but here we are, folks. <laughs> yeah, so. but Ryan Gosling's done a great turn as a... Oh, I love Drive. I was wearing the fucking jacket to the um, movies. So. Have you seen The Place Beyond the Pines? Oh, yes. Really love his role too. there. Oh, have you seen that's that? right. Uh, I think I started it and didn't it's finish it. It's long, something, but it's good. It's good. Really it's good. Very yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't watch this movie again. Hmm. I, would I don't. I, I legit don't think I could sit through it again. If we get a a uh, you know a director's cut where they maybe trim a little bit, where they actually the time. cut any director's <laughs> yeah. cut. Uh, oh, you know what? I really want a European release. I would love to see that edition. Hmm. I would. Uh, I would love to see like an Australian edition. <laughs> I really want. The I want to see the director's paste where they just. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to see what was on the cutting floor. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what? I bet you that cutting floor is fucking spotless. They left nothing there. Left it's all nothing. in the movie. They left nothing. It's all Batista. But no, I I would not watch it again anytime soon. <laughs> Despite I, enjoying yeah. it, I don't I'm still I still don't know. I it, don't know. It's a heavy movie to watch again. Like Tomorrow, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's one of those, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. one of those ones you want to come back to later, like after you've had a lot of time and it's not fresh. And it's not because it's bad. It's just not a movie. It's not like going to see you know C- Captain America and being blown away because it was so exciting and fun yeah. and being like I could sit through that again. You don't want to sit through another three hours of that right away. Right. Also, being tired again that makes it hard. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's not tainting my experience of it but i know it is i just it's got to be because i remember seeing the dark knight the first time when i at, at a midnight show and being exhausted and not being blown away yeah and then going again and being like okay yeah i was wrong <laughs> you were not blown away by the dark knight the first time <laughs> no holy crap yeah, i remember that that was no no midnight showing bad 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 all right uh, let's talk uh, minor characters. I do want to focus uh, on them a bit, whether they are good or bad. Let's start with Joy, my future holographic wife. I'll take one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked her. Uh, one of my favorite scenes with her actually was after she's uh, dead, when there's the gigantic nude model of her. And it wasn't that part that was my favorite, but she slips in. I, you guys probably noticed it. She calls him a good Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes I me go, it. okay. It's so good. You So you know so you're you, like, mass market. Oh, mass, my God. And you're going, okay, all how much of that feels, was real? Yep. All right? those feels completely undercut. I love it. Mm-hmm. Was she manipulating uh, him the whole time because that was her programming, right? That these true. thoughts start yeah. just... Somebody who gave, who gave him those memories. He had those memories for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Who, who put them in his brain? Who yeah. was really behind everything? Yeah. Who yeah. gave him the money the to go by the Joe program? <laughs> or, you know, like, who wanted him happy? Yeah. Yeah. I like stuff like that in movies like that. I do, too. Yeah. But I just... I think it's... Because that's, like, seems 
that's a turning point for him, right? That right mm-hmm. after that scene, he yeah. decides, all right, I'm going after Decker. Right. And I don't know. I think he that he experiences what it's like to be truly human at that point, I think. I think to to be human is to go through pain. Right. And, you know, peaks and valleys of extreme emotions. So I, I that was a really good scene. I feel like that's the scene that makes him decide not to kill Deckard and just to go like get him. Like, yeah. I think yeah, up until yeah, that that's point he's he's it. kinda thinking, yeah. you know, hey, I'll just do my duty, you know. Whatever. You but. think he was ready to go and chase him and gun him down, though, at that point? I think he had lots of opportunities to shoot him there or let him drown. And he just didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with Leland that he made up his mind at that point that he was going to save him and probably die trying. I think he realized that that was probable yeah. for what he was going to have to do. Uh, I Yeah. I mean, I just... Go ahead. Uh, why do these replicants need to fucking breathe? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, like, okay, so they can live in the toxic environment of the Las Vegas desert, but... So what? Okay. And it's like, it, these it, people aren't robot. What makes them part robot? Enhanced strength? It doesn't make any sense. They're completely human. Just this has they, all happened before and will happen again. You know, it's basically Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, why can they drink? I don't. I don't understand. And is that dog a replicant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Ask dog him. He's not a breathing apparatus. <laughs> Ask him, yeah. Marty. He also he's addicted to whiskey. <laughs> he's a good good pup. I oh. like him. <laughs> no, but I just why? I, like they're not robots. They are. People Big, like basically. they're organic material. There isn't anything. Of, I don't understand how they're enhanced. They have enhanced strength. Then what's the science behind that? They're just slaves. They're just like super strong, super pathetic slaves. And that that's like the back door, just in case they get a hand. You put them in a couple inches of water, and they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jurassic you should never teach them how to swim. <laughs> Jurassic Park had the lysine contingency. Blade Runner has the H two O contingency. <laughs> I just see Samuel Jackson just drown him. The light. The in H2 a really world. heavy rain. They, sometimes they die. Tears and rain there, Leland. Tears and rain. Oh, Lots of rain. Makes so much sense now. Uh, I, I do really like how the theme, one of the major themes was humanity. And, you know, is it the emotional and behavioral parts of humanity that actually make us human? Yeah. It was so interesting to see. K, who we know right off the bat's a replicant, having this organic-seeming relationship with a hologram. It's like yeah. going steps down from humanity. Human, replicant, hologram. Yeah, it it's, just set this hierarchy, but then it throws an entire hierarchy out the window. It does. Yeah, yeah. Or turns even turns it right on its head sometimes, too, right? Right. Love will find a way. <laughs> yeah, but love failed. Lo- love will find a way to fail. <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, well, any other minor characters that you liked? I like Jenny. Jenny was <laughs> she was, was good. good. Yeah, Robin yeah. Wright. Yeah, you know Robin Wright. Actually, yeah, I really like. She's always been hit and miss for me. I felt th- I felt that she's overplayed roles, and I felt that she actually Jenny in Forrest Gump. She slightly overplayed that role. Now, she, she's Jenny in Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what. Yeah. Oh, Marty's mind is blown. <sighs> <laughs> it's like I can see all these images from the movie now and then I see her piecing together with like yeah. the old Robin Wright and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> it is her 
Look at what 23 years does to a human She body. does exist. They do exist. <laughs> yeah, the, the slavery thing, I think, is an interesting theme, too, because I think in our lifetime... Is it really, though? Yeah, I think in our lifetime... We're <laughs> no, gonna... I'm sorry. I mean, compared to the narrative of the first movie. Is it really? Like, it's the same, like, uh, right? It's a, it's more subdued, I think, this time around. They definitely, in the beginning, really hammer you home with the slavery theme, yeah, with all the skin do. job shit and seeing spray painted stuff on his door. Cops yeah. beaking chaos. Uh, but you're right, it does focus on other issues more. It, it hits a lot of, of notes. It does. Man. It does. Interesting. Well, yeah, no, you're totally right, though, that, like, it... It's like it's almost like it's it's uh, the whole. It has an ebb and flow of, of the the points, the societal points that it's trying to hit and point out, and not like mock, but you know, mimic to some degree. But like, yeah, it starts heavy on the slate, and then that that beta, that that goes away, and then another thing they throw in, right? Like the whole humanity thing. What is it? What is it to be human? Well, and you know, it's like up and down, up and down. It's so yeah. are, are all those kids bald from radiation? That's <laughs> what I, I you must be, right? Also, that scene was ridiculous. That like insane, like like crazy, like seeing all those kids in that sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I don't really know if that needed like to be so fully developed, but I liked it a lot. That scene. Yeah, yeah, I like that uh, slave driver. How you know he's driving the kids? He can crack the whip when it's the kids, but the moment you know an LAPD officer flashes their badge at him, he becomes the biggest coward ever. Yeah, he's totally totally crumble, submissive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like that little arc there. You know, back to the plot. I just like how it surprised us. I got to be honest that I just liked how it was so unorthodox. I would I would say it's a fairly unorthodox movie, and I don't think it pandered to the blockbuster crowd either. I think the marketing tried to browbeat you on TV and the internet. It really did. The Blade Runner's coming out. But I think action-wise, it's probably got about the same or slightly less than the first movie where, you know, Ford actually knocks out a bunch of Blade Runners. Yeah. So there's there's that. And, yeah, you know, it's just cool to see true hard sci-fi come to life. It reminded me a lot of... uh the recent Do's X games. Um, just the whole, like, he, him working for, like, his boss, and, like, he's a he's a Blade Runner for her, but, like, the, just the, the the film noir style of it reminded me a lot of, like, Adam Jensen or whatever, the main character from Do's X, and he's, like, kind of working for a company. He's kind of like a... Especially at the beginning, he's like a yes man, and just the whole theme of that just kind of reminded me of that, and then he starts kind of lying to his boss near the end, finally. And uh, I thought it was kind of cool. I like how he uh, he was kind of slowly deceiving people, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he certainly goes along an interesting path. Robin Wright, that's her name. Yeah, uh, her character, she even like kind of Im- starts to imprint like humanity onto him. Like yeah. he, he, she clearly like starts to see him as like a her kid. Mm-hmm. Like, right, like, right. I don't know. I think she wanted to imprint on him a little stronger. After that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, she was a couple of drinks in. Well, and literally like, you know every I mean? woman has, wanted to imprint on him. She's forming some some type of <laughs> affection for him. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's weird. I think she. I think she admires his blind purpose in the beginning. She seems to really admire the fact that he just does what he's told, kicks ass. And, you know, 
I thought that baseline test thing was kind of cool that they did with them too to make sure that they didn't deviate. Yeah, it was very bizarre, but I get what they're doing. They're trying to make they're trying to make sure their programming hasn't become fucked up by the job that they do. And so they ask them a ton of questions where they have to be bang on, or else they're they can tell that they've had too much trauma. And but okay, sorry. No, I was going to say, and Robin Wright's character you know, really impresses in one spot where she says, I can give you 48 hours, I can get you out of this building, that if you deviate from your baseline, they just kill you because you're yeah. a slave. You know, yeah. you're, you're fucking useless as yeah. a cop. You're anymore. defective, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. But okay, but like they spelled all these lines and then he basically just repeated the last word he said after every line. Yeah, but he had to do it really quick and they tried to fuck him up with like different phrases and stuff and that's what started happening the second time because i guess they had actually called it a a post-traumatic stress disorder test you see that the first time so his mind if it's fried he's gonna start to make mistakes oh okay it's interesting because it's kind it's kind of a reverse of the void comp test in the first movie where by asking questions they prove that they're a replicant and here it's that they prove they can still pass as like a normal functioning skin job human or, yeah, or whatever cop yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's job based not organism based but it, it was still interesting hmm. that's cool i um i like that even like it really stuck and kept the tone of the original too yes yes like the entire it was like it was the same world mm-hmm uh, not too many advances 30 years right i mean it is 30 years later not too much has really changed in that 30 years. Nor on Earth should it, because Earth is almost like the left behind at that That's point. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think it's dirtier. I think if you watch the two back-to-back, you'll see literally more trash in the second movie. Yeah. Because Earth is just that much more trash. It definitely looked more crowded even than the first movie in the urban scenes. Oh, yeah. Right at the beginning when you're going, you're like, what the hell is that? And it's like housing. Buildings, you're like, what the fuck? Just slums, yeah, slums, slums exactly, slums. And I love though that big bird's eye view. You can see the channels of the main roads. Yes, and you can see the neon from the fucking advertisements everywhere. Yes. Yeah. you can't make them out from that, that that high up, but you you see that they're there and they're always prominent. You know, the advertisements. I'm a marketing guy. You know, in real life, obviously, and. Uh, I just thought it was great how they got a bunch of the old ads back. Uh, Pan Am, which is no yeah. longer even a functional airline. <laughs> yeah. But it shows that like this world is kind of split off from our own. Like Pan Am somehow survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atari gets yeah. a big... Now, if you read behind that, Atari's trying to make a comeback. They've got a new console coming out. We should discuss that at some point. Put it in a future episode. Huh. But that. yeah, Atari right now, it's a small team of, I think, six or 10 that have kept the company on life support, but now they're trying to grow and make a big comeback. Huh. So they're like, yeah, we want to be in this movie. Make a big sign of us. And, <laughs> and cool. they got the big sign. Wow. What about that cost? They spent their budget on that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we could make a new game it's or a, we could put a sign in Blade Runner. It's actually the other way around, believe it or not. Blade Runner paid to have Atari and Pan what? Am in there. Whoa. Even though Pan Am has been dead for like 20 years, yeah. they have a small company that just sells to movies logo rights for Pan Am. That's awesome. That's what, why the company exists. Wow. Oh, that's cool. So, yes. Yes. Those are purchased. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I uh, also 
the this these little advances in the world that you do see are like super believable within that the time span between the two movies really. yeah they're very logical yeah totally right they're like you know they're updating to like as if you take compare it to now to 30 years ago for us like all these things are still there they're just they're just updated now was there self-driving flying cars in the first yeah one okay sort of but i want to pick- but I want to pick up on that. So they're called spinners in the Blade Runner universe. And in the first one, they all had wheels, every single one. And that's because they could go on the ground half the time or they could fly. Right. What I liked about this one, Kay's car had, had wheels, wheels yeah. but some of them didn't. And it was almost like yeah. going from gas to electric. Mm. It was like, what's the point of going on this dusty, you know, clogged, yeah. you know, crowded street anymore? So why build tires anymore into the car? Yeah. I yeah, noticed that. I thought that was subtle. Yeah, like when they were getting, when they find them at Ford's house. Yeah. All their new shiny cars. No wheels, no tires. So are all those dudes supposed to be replicants? I think so. I think they're regular people. Well, the two that came out with the masks at first, they looked to me like they were identical twins. That that just to me. Oh, okay. They they look like they're both bald, the same model. model. Yeah, the same model. They sounded the same. Why did they have the masks? I think because of the dust, or they they oh, maybe yes. thought there was radiation there. Like maybe. Rem- remember, K did such like an yeah, advanced radiation scan. Right. Okay, so are those bees fake bees? I don't know, but it was a callback. It was a callback because one of the major questions that Rachel gets stuck on in the first movie is uh, Deckard asks, "You've got a wasp on your hand. What do you do about it?" And uh-huh. so that's why K kind of looks at it. Huh. And then he sticks his whole hand in there. Yeah, why did he put his hand in the beehive? I don't know why, and I don't know how he didn't get stung, real or not. I think they're real because he sees a lot of life signs in that. How, yeah, but how would you, one, how would you be able to tell the difference? And how could they possibly be real with nothing there to pollinate to generate mm. the honey from their hives and stuff? They can't be real. They gotta be fake. They've evolved. Oh, okay. They pollinate specks of dust? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I don't know. You know, it's weird. It was like a weird thing to me in the middle of the fucking desert. This Did, movie's just weird. It is weird. It is weird. You know what I like too? Because it's a common trope in movies. Uh, that scene, you know, where Deckard's hiding out and there's the, the stage. Now, so often in movies, there's a fight scene where someone throws on a TV in the background or something like that. I love how jittery and broken that stage was oh, and how man. it played into the fight. So, you know... Deckard would wait until suddenly Elvis came on screen and there was a blast of noise and then he'd run at Kay or Kay would do the same to him. I thought that was cool because the disjointed nature of the lighting and the sound, I think, really played into that fight. That was just a weird scene. It's just like, yeah, um, let's just trade punches now. Okay, just hit me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are we done? Yeah. Actually, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the dialogue between their two characters. I don't know. It didn't yeah. do it for me. And that's why I'm kind of like, eh, of Ford's performance. Like, uh, I I didn't, I don't know. The two of them together, it was like, they're just like butting heads. And it's like, okay, let's let's move this forward. Yeah. Let's carry it. I was just wondering when Kylo Ren was going to show up and just off the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, so, somebody should have offed him. Well, was this film worth making? That was our final question. I would say yes, but I would say it's got to stop here. This is a duology. The story has been told 
if you bring this to some huge war film about replicants actually causing a revolution, I think it totally won't feel like Blade Runner, and I think they can't go anywhere else. So please don't. That's Moby's take. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the films in general kind of thrive on leaving some things left unspoken, and uh, making another film would really ruin that. There's no way. Well, yeah. There's a way, but you'll screw it up. Yeah, it's not. It wouldn't. You, it's not Blade Runner then, right? Yeah, like you lose all of the the theme and and that they're trying that they're, they're you're losing the story that they're trying to tell you. Yes, and the struggle that is to be human. I just want to throw this out there to you guys, and feel free to call this the stupidest idea ever because I probably feel bad about it. But Alien and Blade Runner exist in the same universe. Yep, and. Uh, David is essentially a replicant. He's made by a different guy or corporation, but that's that's what he is. They could always show something going on with the off-world colonies in one of the alien movies and have a few more replicants, but not really focus on humanity or anything with them. If you want to fill in the corners of the universe. But I mean, by the time the aliens movies come around, though, they are they are so much more synthetic now. Like they move yeah. back to making them more synthetic as opposed to organic. Well, Leland, how far in the future is Alien? Yeah, I don't know what the dates are. I think Alien was like 2100-something, the first Uh, movie. So then all the prequels are, of course, before that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't have it at the top. Alien definitely feels more advanced. Yeah, with the spaceships and stuff. But of course, though, like you pointed out, all we're seeing is Earth. Yeah. So who knows what it's like Mm -hmm. out We're basically seeing the the death of humanity. Or like the death of the be- the origins of humanity, and everything else is evolving elsewhere. Yeah, it certainly feels that way. Like mm-hmm. it feels like the entire world is just in a downward spiral. And yeah, it's nobody's like, going to be able to pull. It's out an of inevitable it. death. Yeah, because yeah. you get uh, yeah, you get all the you get these these people these uh, what uh, what word am I thinking of? You guys reach into my brain and pick up my word. You get these. Nutty people that have these grandiose ideas of what the world should look like, and then it never turns out the way it, they think it's going to, or their ideas are just bonkers. Are you looking for dystopian? It's a dystopian are they story. Schemers. No, <laughs> you guys aren't. Uh, no, those aren't. Okay. That's not the word. I'm not in your head. It's fine. Sorry. Get out of my. No, you're not in my head. No. Stop probing around. Don't tell us to get out when we're not even in. We're not trespassing, <laughs> Leland. Don't worry. Was it too samey for you? <laughs> you know, it was not too samey. No, it wasn't. So, I mean, Leland, it, it looks, or it seems to me that for you, this was an okay once over. You didn't feel like your evening was a waste, but once this podcast is done, you're kind of going to forget about it for a long time. Pretty much right? Yeah, I think so. Marty? Uh, like, I liked it. Will, will you see it again? Yep. In, okay. Yeah, I want to see it again. I'm a buyer. I'm buying the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. I'm watching it as soon as it comes out then, and I'm probably seeing it once more in the theaters because I've got another friend who wants to go. So. All right. You don't have another friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would be interested in watching maybe an alternate version of it. Mm. Uh, as it stands, I don't think I have any interest in watching the theatrical version again anytime soon. Okay. I'm waiting for the, the director's paste, so I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in tradition, we have to score it. 
just to make Leland up unhappy. Uh, this time we'll give it a letter grade. Uh, we'll start with Moby. I'm not giving it a letter grade. I'm giving it whatever fuck grade I want. I am giving this, guys, I'm giving this nine and a half tears out of ten. Tears in the rain. Nine. Oh, fuck. Well, that's an A minus. <laughs> that's that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's I, I love I love the movie. Guys. That's way too I high. I love the movie. Do you want to go next, Marty? I'll go, go to right. I give it a five and a half out of ten. Oh, we're <laughs> worse than it. Or, yeah, worse wow. than it. Wow. Oh, man, that's... Uh, yeah, no, I, five and a half. I forget what I gave it. Six and a half. Okay, five and a half for this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will go with nine. Except I said letter grade, so, so I will go with A. I That's my it. buddy, giving it wow. my buddy Marty. I thought you and I, well, we thought we were on the same page. We weren't texting last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, I will put one thing in here. If you're going to be in a theater behind me, please do not stomp on the freaking ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tap, 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 tap. Just tap. If you're bored, don't talk. Don't tap. Just go home. And, and if Just piece it. And if you're beside Moby and you're a 50-year-old woman, please do not go, oh, Harrison Ford. Oh, a dog. Oh, orange sky. Yeah, we get it. It's on a 60-foot by 80-foot screen. <laughs> Thanks, lady. Maybe she's never seen a Harrison Ford before. Maybe she's Jared Leto's mom and she's got cataracts, too. She can't actually see the screen. <laughs> Did you hear her she eyes? Every- her, her, her husband <laughs> her gives her Morse code and her taps on her wrist. Yeah, yeah iRobots. So that's what was tapping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think we've beaten this one to death. Okay. We've still got another to go. Let's ra- okay, do our wrappy up things. All right. Like us on Facebook. Just search the T-Hud Popcast. You'll be able to find us. And there's links on our website. You can go to our website at ttpopcast.wordpress.com. I am eventually going to get an actual URL, which I told you guys because I was going to do like three weeks ago and have not done yet. <laughs> it's okay. I, I forgot. I will, <laughs> I will be getting an actual URL. <laughs> so visit our website. Like us on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a comment on Facebook page if you agree with any of our thoughts on this movie. Uh, I and think if that's you everything. disagree, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear it. Yeah, if you disagree, fuck you, listener. That's right. Well, thank you uh, for joining us for another bonus episode. I've been Leland Steele. And I'm Marty. And I'm Moby, signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks, listener.